Welcome to the Forever Lost Podcast, coming to you live from the Blackout Bar. Special day here. We got a special guest, one of the OG Lost fans from back in the day. We got Mr. Tino here joining me for the podcast. What are you drinking, Tino? Today I'm drinking the Broken Skull Margarita. Broken Skull Margarita is a great recipe down here. I got a uh, brandy old-fashioned from uh, Soul Boxer made in Milwaukee. A nice little pre-mix. Getting us all ready to talk some Lost. Now you're probably wondering what happened to our other co-host, Maddie. And unfortunately, we had to let her go. I had to fire her, you know, unfortunately. With uh, COVID and everything, we had to make some cuts. So Maddie is no longer employed here at Forever Lost Podcast. We wish her all the best. You know, we had a few conflicting uh, views on the show, and it was just time, just time to cut her out. But uh, no, just kidding, Maddie. I know you're listening. Haven't fired you yet. You're still on the clock, so. Make sure to pick up your last paycheck here at the Blackout Bar. That's right. Paycheck sitting down here at the bar. Be waiting for you. You'll have to get an escort to uh, come down here and pick it up, though. Yeah, get security down here. But yeah, just uh, me and Tino here talking lost, and I think we'll start off by just getting a little backstory here, a little background. How did you first get introduced to the show, Tino? So it was sixth grade uh, art class with Miss Adams at the old uh, Marshall Middle School, and uh, we're just working on our projects there. And uh, I remember hearing Dylan and Kaler behind me. Uh, they must have been doing some too, but uh, I remember them talking about these two people in cages and uh, they were having sex or something like that and uh, I, you know I remember this and I'm like okay 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 and I'm listening to what they're talking about and about these cages and whatnot and I kind of was like I'm interested in this like go on you know so I think that's where I got started but um, I can't remember the first episode I watched it must have been pretty close um, I remember really well though when uh, Hugo starts up that uh, that van or that little car or whatever and he's going down the hill that's that's i think when i first started watching like exactly at that moment and ever since then i was like okay i, I like where this is going and uh yeah ever since you guys were talking about in sixth grade that's when i got started watching and I haven't looked back since the cages man season three the cages that's where we started it does sound pretty interesting it probably sounds a lot better than it actually was you know that's usually one of the main gripes on people reviewing the show is that they stay in the cages too long to start season three because it is like eight, ep eight nine episodes in. They're still hanging around there. And I, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I get the complaint, you know, maybe they stayed in the cages a little too long. But And I think from like someone who's never, you know, watched it or heard of it, like when someone's describing like, you know, two people stuck in a cage or whatever, like if you don't know the whole backstory of it. You're kind of like, kind of like interested, like how are these guys having sex, like in a cage, like what's going on here, like what's this show about? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really add up if you don't know well, what happened. Yeah, it sounds great, right? <laughs> and now, you know, rewatching it, it's like okay, like this is this is interesting, you know, because they they have a camera there that's kind of like watching them, and you know, you, you, at the time you probably like dated. Well, I think Kate thought they weren't working, or I think Sawyer had mentioned that. That they weren't on or they yeah. weren't working, something like that. So she was, like, all comfortable, you know. <laughs> yeah, Ben playing the little mind games. He lets Jack walk in on the camera room right at the right time. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. I, I don't think it deserves quite the criticism it gets the early season three. It's, there's still so many good episodes around that time. Um, I mean, it's like the Further Instructions episode with 
lock you know and boone in the tent you have every man for himself with sawyer flashbacks you know like the damn it kate run scene you know where he's talking in the yeah. walkie when he's working on ben yeah when he, they, you think sawyer's gonna get shot out there you know the rain's pouring down big dramatic scene mm-hmm. um you know flashes before your eyes that's an early season <clears throat> three episode with desmond mm-hmm. thinking him flashing through time after the hatch blows up the cost of living echoes last episode mm-hmm. early season three I, it's not bad. I mean, maybe they gets a little stale in the cages for too long, but oh, there was something always going on though. I mean, even with the cages, like you know, Kate she figures out she can like escape from the top, you know. So she's trying to escape like everyone else. I feel like during that time, season early seasons, all they're thinking about is escaping, you know. And um, Sawyer just kind of like gave up after Ben tricked him thinking they played with his heart and you know he put that that uh, heart rate monitor on and he keeps going up and, and I think I think wasn't there one time where Sawyer tells Kate like turn around or something because like it's, it's like going really high I think right. she's changing into that dress or whatever yeah uh, yeah it, I, I thought I don't think it was stale I think there was a lot going on like there's still a lot of action because I think somebody had escaped one time and he figured Sawyer figured out how to get like food or fish yeah, crackers, fish biscuits, <laughs> biscuits. Yeah, the fish biscuits, and he tried to electrocute Ben. You know, and he it was all like a work at the time, but there was always something going on. I say, man, we go way back to those middle school days. I remember like when that was going on live, like oh six, oh seven time frame, like at, in the lunchroom in middle school. I remember we'd be making those jokes, like oh, you get a fish biscuit, like at lunch, something like that, like definitely remember the timeline so i also remember like during that time you know i was pretty new to it so i think you know we had like assigned characters and uh i didn't know any of the characters at the time and, and i think uh Kayla and you had said uh i can be Jin, you know so i was like okay Jin, like okay okay this is cool this is cool and then you know i started watching the show I was like jesus this guy doesn't speak any english <laughs> you know i was like who the hell am i like they, they, they did me dirty out here but then like later on like uh you know, when he learns English and stuff, he's like, okay, this guy's pretty cool, Jin, you know? Like, he's speaking English, he's communicating with everybody, like, he's not getting beat up every episode, you know? Right. You know? Yeah, he's a stand-up <laughs> dude, Jin. Yeah. He comes off as a bad guy at first, uh-huh. like the first season, first few episodes, but the more you learn about him, the better and better he looks and is, you know, so you learn more about his character. But yeah, Jin, he was probably the only one left, you know, because we had uh, Locke was taken, Kaler, I had Echo, of course. Um... I think David had Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it was a lot of uh, the characters already taken, the main characters. Nobody volunteered to be Jack, though. Nobody wants to be Jack. <laughs> Nobody wants to be Jack. Uh, even though he's the doctor, main character, all that. Nobody likes Jack, really, if you think about it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of hate for Jack. And early on, early on, hate for Jake or for Jack. I can see why he wasn't very disliked. And, yeah, I, I think he was just too, at that time, yeah. I mean, later on, I, I did like Jack a little bit. I could see... I mean, who else are you going to root for towards the end? Like, especially when Jack starts figuring out, like, okay, like, you know, Jacob was watching me at the lighthouse. Like, okay, and, you know, that light bulb started clicking. Like, he, he turns into, like, John, which was kind of annoying, you know, because John was, like, all about the island. And, like, don't you see why we're here? It's destiny. And Jack wasn't buying it. He hated that. He hated that. And, you know, what you hate the most, you turn into. So <laughs> Jack, Jack turned into John later on. Yeah, we didn't need another John Locke. We already had fake John Locke by season six. Oh, yeah, fair warning, spoiler alert. We're talking about a lot of stuff here. 
If you didn't know already, we got spoilers. We're talking Lost. Yeah, if, if you lost just, review. If you just started, you know, listening, uh, Lost spoilers coming right here. Yeah. So all all six of you out there listening, we're spoiling everything for you. But yeah, it's we had had none, had one John Locke. Didn't really need another. And I, that was the good stuff though. Back in the early seasons when Locke and Jack are always fighting and debating, mm-hmm. having that conflict. Did lose that by the end and. Yeah, because you're on your rewatch right now, right? Yeah, so I'm on my rewatch. I'm I'm almost completed. I'm late season six, maybe four or five episodes left, and it's getting really good now. Again, you know, watching the second time, you, you, I feel like you get more of appreciation towards what's going on, and you, you, you feel for the characters more. Like you really, or you're rooting for them. You know, some of them want to leave, some of them don't, and you can really understand like who wants to stay, why don't they want to leave? Like there's nothing for them back you know uh, back home and uh it's cool it's just cool seeing the new perspectives that i didn't see the first time watching it yeah because it's like season one first time you're watching like you're experiencing all these episodes without knowing their backstory now you've seen their whole backstory their whole character arc now you're going back to season one like watching that now you know everything about them you know and then you you do have a different appreciation for the characters yeah i i think you know, when we're in those middle school days or high school even too, and it was fun just like making fun of each other, like with John, like, you know, he's a wheelchair, he can't walk and he, you know, he sells boxes for a living. Like, like who right. wants to be John? Like nobody. Right. He's like the worst character out of them all. Like, come on now. This, this, this guy's crippled and what, what can he do? Nothing, you know? And, uh, what I liked rewatching again, or people that are watching for the first time, it's like, okay, so John has a wheelchair. Okay. Like in his flashbacks, like, what caused him what like you know i think it's always that like we're always watching like okay what caused his injury like why can't he walk and i don't think you you, you get to that moment till like season four season late three four maybe Uh, season three i'm pretty sure that's that man from tallahassee flashback where his dad pushes him out the window i'm pretty sure that's season three but that's a lot of episodes you know finally understand like so you really have to be involved like you really have to know like really want to figure it out and even I think it's season two or three when uh, they're in the hatch and uh, whatever goes on, that glitch in the system and that, uh, that like, wall falls on him. Yeah. And, like, okay, like, is, is, is this what happened? Like, you know, I think, or, like, like a foreshadow event. Like, well, okay, this is maybe why he can't walk or whatever. Yeah, lockdown episode. That, that was one of my favorite moments when he tries to slide under and it crushes his <laughs> leg under there. And Ben, or Henry Gale at the time, has to help him out. That's a great episode, though. Yeah, you watch Lockdown season two, late season two. I did like that one. That was good because even, you know, spoiler alert. Like, did Ben press the buttons? Like, you know, he, he, he teases he teases Ben or he teases uh, John about it. Like, I didn't do anything. You know, it's like I don't know, but that really got John thinking. Like, I think during those few episodes, like he was even questioning, like, like what's going on? Like, you know, and what's the point? You know, what's the point? Like, he was so. Like, not moody, but, like, he was just, like, over it. Yeah, that's my my favorite storyline of the show, man. I love season two the most. And those mind games that Ben plays with mm-hmm. Locke and Jack is beautiful, you know, where, like, because he can see the conflict between the two of them. And mm-hmm. he's, like, to Locke, you know, why would you let him talk to you like that? And then, you know, he shuts the door, and then he's, like, smashing dishes and shit. Like, he's throwing everything like, down. Like... Totally, totally inside of Locke's head. And then he makes him go from, like, this man of faith mm-hmm. to, like, a disbeliever you know he doesn't believe anything's happening for a reason quick doesn't believe the button's real like that's all because ben 
plants all these seeds in mm-hmm. his head. Manipulated him. Changes him, you know, at the same time, like, yeah, that season two build-up where, like, you have Locke and Jack, the hatch, mm-hmm. Ben getting his head, mm-hmm. you the big return of Michael, you know, the shocking moments, and Echo taking over as the new man of faith, mm-hmm. like, replacing Locke and a push-the-button. And, yeah, the, the season two finale, man, that's, that's my favorite episode when Countdown goes down, Echo slaps lock makes him cry <laughs> has him come back lock him out of the hatch man like it's just good stuff yeah no that was good i, I really like that whole concept of it because john was a huge believer at that time like you know we're, we're, this is meant to be like you know but at the same time if i put myself there like who's gonna put up who's gonna push a button like was a hundred a hundred and like what 60 108 minutes 108 minutes 108 minutes so i was like who's gonna do that like well i'll sign myself up for the first round you know it's like get out of here and then you put hurley hugo in charge of the food like the biggest guy like you trust this guy to eat like you know the the keep keep in charge of everyone from getting wild and saving all the food but i thought that was pretty you know interesting aspect of it like putting him in charge of that and they were so happy to find all that food and running water, running shower, all that stuff. And uh, and even Desmond, like, when he leaves John, you know, he's like, oh, it's, it's your turn to do it or whatever. And I, I like that power struggle between Jack and John. That was pretty, you know, pretty cool. Because I think, I think Jack did it one time, I think, right during like, that episode. Like, I'll do it for you, John, like, just this once or whatever. Yep. Yeah, Jack has to reluctantly signs up in those first few episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. Because it's he recognizes Desmond from his flashbacks. Jack recognizes Desmond mm-hmm. when they were both running the stairs, and he mm-hmm. hurts his ankle, and he comes <sighs> over and talks to him. So then that makes Jack like he knows like what are the odds of this? Like this has to be. It's such a coincidence that it's like messing with his head, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a believer. But he's finally like, all right, it's not worth letting this button go down. We're gonna push it together, and he just kind of goes along with it, even though he still doesn't really care about the button going down. But he's just trying to hold off and. Yeah, they, they had to write a way to keep the storyline going, right? They had to hatch with all this food. and So they could eliminate that question of, how are these guys eating and drinking on this island all this time? you got 40-some people. Like, I mean, I like the hatch stuff the best. I think mm-hmm. it's the best mm-hmm. storyline, mm-hmm. personally. Because I think it's more like, like a, you know, on a lot of TV shows, they have like they always have this hangout spot, like, you know, the bar or, or like, you know, the store or whatever. And this was like the hangout spot. Like, oh, all the guys are going to hang out at the hatch, you know, because... There's running water there. There's food there. There's you know everything that you would uh, want at the you know, if you're at at the house or home. So it makes it more like homey. You that's the spot that you want to be at. But I don't think too many people were there though. I don't know if it was like a bigger secret or did they they just didn't want to go there. Yeah, at first it was a secret, and then I think slowly a lot more and more people there. But it was kind of like a few people rotation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not everybody was in the loop. And yeah, it was just kind of trippy, a little scary too. You know, it's this dungy hatch underground with all this weird stuff going on like button going off alarm going off every 108 minutes and you know that's the other little piece of everything connecting you know is the numbers that go into the computer you mm-hmm. know 4 8 15 16 23 42 mm-hmm. those all add up to 108 108 minutes you know it's written on the hatch the code well even the even the the build-up to it because i think that's really important too talking about that because boone and and uh john were the only two to know about it in the beginning i believe yeah and you know they dug it out like they were going like on these like adventures like people started questioning them like where are you going you come you leave in the daytime you come back at night like you know a big secret and uh i, I really liked those beginning episodes i really did because they explored so many things especially with john 
I can see how people may have liked John in the beginning because uh, it made him sound like he was so wise. This guy, you know, has all these knives, you know, like who brings knives on a, on a flight? Like he had a ton of them right. and he's catching animal or boar for these, uh, for these, you know, survivors. And like, he was like the hero, you know, him and uh, John or him and uh, Jack at the time. But it was really cool to see John really, you know, expand his character because even with the mind games, he played with Charlie with the drugs, you know, like, I'm going to let you ask me three times and on the third time, I'm going to give it to you, you know. And even with Boone, I forget uh, what his sister was called. Um, Shannon. Shannon. Like, you know, you got to move on from her and he had those, like, dreams that she died and he didn't feel anything. And I thought that was really cool. I like the scene, like, you know, how he manipulated. I wouldn't say manipulate, but he kind of, he, he knew how to get to these guys, like how to move on from them, how to, you know, how to reach them. Yeah, how to reach them. And I thought that was pretty cool. But he's kind of a hypocrite, though, man, because it wasn't Boone's dreams. Locke gave him drugs, so he was hallucinating. <laughs> and Locke does the same thing in season three when he needs to find out what to do after the hatch blows up. He's taking drugs in a sweat lodge to figure it out. But Charlie can't do drugs on an island, but Locke can. You know, and, he, and he's judging all these people and telling them what to do with these lives. And it's like, wait, what were you doing, man? You were working at a box company. Nothing wrong with that, for the record. You're sitting, living at home alone. Nothing wrong with that. No, I, nobody else does that. <laughs> nobody else does that here. <laughs> you're living at home alone. Like, you're ha- like you know, you, your dad threw you out of a window so you can't walk anymore. You stole your kidney. You have no family, no friends. Like, he's living this miserable life back off the island. But then he comes here and he's, like, giving everybody life advice about what's wrong with them, you know. I think he's a little hypocrite. That's that's my take on him. Yeah, I mean, especially if you don't know him. Like, if I think in his first few uh, flashbacks of him, like, uh, you know, obviously he can walk, but he's also playing, like, these board games with his co-worker. I think they call him, like, Captain or... Yeah. Right? They, they call him Captain? Yeah. yeah. And his manager or boss or whatever is, like, Captain, like, you know, looking at him all weird and stuff. And uh, I guess people may, might have thought, like, he actually served or whatever, but... <laughs> In all honesty, he never did. It's just a board game. Board or... games at lunch? <laughs> yeah. did, did you pick up on that connection of Locke, Locke's boss at that company, Randy, is also Hugo's chicken boss, yeah. Randy. Yeah. It's the yeah. same dude. Same guy. And uh, I think, you know, Hugo, I, I really like Hugo. I, I thought he was a really cool guy. I thought uh, he was really likable. And even in season six, they talk about, like, everybody likes Hugo during that award ceremony. Um, I think with uh, with uh, Hugo though, I wish they would talk more about Libby. I thought that was a cool, interesting angle. Um, did they ever explain how she got in a mental asylum? I don't I, think they did. No, they never did. And in, in even I don't know, was that first Hugo's first flashback when like no, or maybe they're talking something about Libby. And I remember they're panning around the screen, and there's Libby because I think I think one of them, either Hugo or Libby, had mentioned. I've seen you before, or I, I I know you before, yeah. and then it pans to her. It's like whoa, whoa! They're at the same mental asylum or whatever institute, and yeah. it's like okay, now I need a further explanation. But then you know, next thing you know, uh, uh, Michael, yeah, Michael shoots uh, <laughs> shoots Libby. So yeah. that that was out of nowhere. Like I would never expected that. That was crazy. Uh, didn't expect. I think all the deaths in Lost are kind of uh, almost almost unexpectedly. They just happen. And, uh, yeah, so now I think in the flash sideways or, yeah, I think flat, no, maybe flash forward maybe with Hugo and Libby, they reunite at that uh, Mexican place or whatever. 
mm-hmm. and uh, she's telling him like, "Oh, do you feel the connection between us?" And then, you know, sure enough, that doctor comes, takes him away, and uh, I feel like they could have done some more stuff, you know, especially with that uh, Libby angle. You know, I think maybe she died too early. Yeah, de- Libby definitely is like she never got a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. She's featured in that yeah the season two episode Dave with Hugo's flashbacks at the mental asylum and you see her at the end there and then that was the big question is how did she get in there because that's where he recognized her from and I don't think they ever got back to that but uh, most of the other tail section survivors from season two all got flashbacks you know Echo, Anna Lucia, Bernard all the ones that survived and made it over like that actually made it to the next step but Libby didn't get any flashbacks and she you know she died shortly thereafter so it kind of gives you some more, because you, know, you remember what was she like a like a psych right? She was like a yeah. psychologist. A psychologist, right? um, and she like puts back that leg, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, like hmm, interesting. Like maybe maybe she, her backstory sounds interesting. Like was she a doctor? Like how does she know how to put you know how to fix a broken leg? Like this is really interesting. Two doctors on a you know on a on a plane. Like what are the chances of this? Like okay, right. And uh, yeah, I thought that was like they needed more more Libby. I think I think that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, I think people like Libby in general. I mean, they built her enough to get sympathy for her death, you know, because that, that was, like, probably the most heart-wrenching, maybe other than Charlie's death, mm-hmm. but, like, that that was the most shocking moment of the show, I think, when Michael turns the gun on Anne Lucia and Libby and frees uh, Henry Gale, Ben, at the time. Like, that was the moment that got me, like, hooked, hooked into the show. Like, I was totally in watching it every week by that point, but then the season two, that build-up for The Hatch that shocking moment with Michael, that was the episode where I was like, okay, I have to watch what happens next. Like, I was full on, and then the season two finale happens a few episodes later. Like, that's when I was full on, like, super fan at that point, you know? So what were you, what, what were you thinking when, uh, when they built the raft? When they built the raft the second time, raft 2.0, <laughs> and uh, well, it, was, it was Sawyer, it was Sawyer, uh, Michael, and uh, Jin. And Walt. And Walt, and Walt, that's right. And then that, like, that, you know, the mysterious ship pulls up after they do the flare, and uh, I think that kind of messed up their chances of getting off the island right there. And then, like, he, Walt just gets taken away, and I thought that was pretty wild. Like, oh, yeah. what, like, what? Like, where did this random boat come from? And, you know, and they, they at the time, they had their, you know, spoiler alert, disguises there, so they weren't able to tell who they really were. Yeah. So I think that angle kind of makes it more interesting. Like, oh, is there like uh, the people that obviously have watched it? They know, you know, the others. But which is another good question. Like, who are the others? There's so many others. Like anybody who's not from the plane could is pretty much considered the others. Right. Like the OG people that were there. The you know people from the temple. The uh, the Dharma Initiative people. Like uh, who are the other ones? Uh, I guess the OG others. I guess like the uh, Richard and those those folk. But it is hard to say. I've wondered that question, too. Like, how did the original, original others get there? Because it, it, I think the answer is, like, the people have crashed there over the years. Because Richard, you know, crashed in, like, the 1800s on that Black Rock mm-hmm. pirate or that slaving ship mm-hmm. that crashed on the island. That's how Richard got to the island in the 1800s. 1867. But there's people there before that, like yep. Jacob and those guys have been there since whenever, like, ancient times. But is it just throughout history people have crashed there and like live there and then like a little society of like these what we're calling others mm-hmm. but it's not really clear throughout the show like how do these people get here and that's part of the point too is they just 
they built the mystery of there's other people on this island. The others, you know, that was kind of the cool thing. I like the voices. Yeah, like the whispers. The and, whispers, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but, and then there's the Dharma. It's, it's hard to keep track unless you really break it down. Like, because then it was like, was the Dharma there first or were they the others? And I was like, no, the Dharma initiatives, the people, the scientists that came there in the 50s, 60s, 70s that lived there and did experiments. And then it was like, oh, how did they find the island? And then there was like the U.S. military was there in some of those flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The others were already there. And is that Richard's group at the time? Or were they ancient before that? It gets a little confusing with like who was there when, you know, unless you really break it down and look at it. But it's not always about all the fine answers and details because they were just all, like we've discussed on here. They were just about building the mystery. Mm -hmm. And then, OK, we'll figure out the answers later kind of deal well yeah even even when jacob was talking to richard oh. about you know because uh, i think richard asked him what happened to the others and jacob's like oh they're all dead you know it's like oh okay like well what does that mean like they're all dead okay like they just died or they died from the smoke monster or they didn't make it or you know like what were they doing on the island like really it's it's like you said i guess it's up to you i guess you know whatever your imagination to figure it out if if what happens because i know later on uh jacob tells richard like oh you'll be my representative like you know because he richard brought a good point because i uh, jacob wants people to figure out on their own from uh, right to you know right from wrong and richard's like well that sounds kind of lame <laughs> like uh, if this black uh, uh what's his name the uh, Man in black. Man in black. And man in black is influencing people. Like, well, you're gonna, you can't have an honest, you know, uh, honest decision of good or bad when this guy's telling you to do bad, and he's telling Jacob's the devil, and in reality, he he's the bad guy. Which I think that's when the man in black figured out he messed up when he told Richard that he's the the black smoke, and and Richard like just went 360. He's like, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. And I think that's when he realized, like, oh, this, he, I messed up. I shouldn't have said that. And I think he realized that with John when he uh, manipulated John into his daughter. And, you know, if you don't do what John says, he, or, yeah, yeah, if you don't follow everything what John says, I'm going to come back and, like, kill you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think he learned from his mistakes. Yeah, it goes super meta there. Like, really deep themes by the end of season six and... I mean, yeah, Richard's kind of interesting, too, because mm -hmm. he's probably the most mysterious character on the show, because I think you're introduced to him in season three and some of Juliet's flashbacks. And, you know, that was always the joke, you know, it's like, who's this dude with eyeliner? <laughs> eyeliner, I always yeah. tell him yeah. that, because he's just got those mm -hmm. thick eyelashes or mm -hmm. whatever. It looks mm -hmm. like he's wearing eyeliner. That's what I thought, too, when I was watching <laughs> at a younger age, yeah. Yeah, he, he's done interviews and stuff. and says he gets it all the time. But, yeah, <laughs> just no eyeliners, eyelashes, but... And, I mean, he's always, like, in these backstories, and he's kind of, like, the man behind the curtain, like, orchestrating things for the others, and he never ages in all mm -hmm. these flashbacks, and they don't tell you his story until the end of season six, so, like, at the very end of the show. So he's probably, like, the most mysterious character, because mm -hmm. he's, like, he's not the leader, but mm -hmm. he doesn't always listen to Ben, mm -hmm. who's supposed to be the leader, and he's not, like, Jacob, he's not the back guy, mm -hmm. and he doesn't age, and he's got all these, like powers and knowledge and he knows everything he, he knows everything yeah so he, he's super mysterious they do a good job building him up mm -hmm. is like the you know back figure the others but yeah I, I know people were talking on twitter about liking that episode the one you said you like season six with richard's backstory 
Yeah, that was great with I think Isabella and he accidentally kills the the doctor. Mm. And then they like they must have been chasing him for miles or whatever cuz those, you know, patrolmen or whatever they were behind him they, they arrested they you know, took him in real quick and he asked the the priest, you know, uh, for forgiveness, he's like, "Oh no, you don't get forgiveness. You kill the guy. Like that's not how it goes. It's by accident. Yeah, that's not how it goes." Okay. <laughs> but I guess I don't know whatever deal he made with that uh, American guy or colonized guy that you know he speaks English, so he got some out of it. But yeah, he, I thought that was a cool, a really cool backstory with uh, that one prisoner. He's like, "Oh, it's the devil," and then you know they got all hyped up. They're like all scared to go to the island, and because I think at one point. I think they see the foot. Was that when they're on the raft? They mm-hmm. see the foot? Yeah. So that whole mystery gets solved there, which is pretty cool. Like, okay, now it sucks they didn't know at the time that that's where Jacob lives. Right. Pulling they just walked in and knocked on the door. Yeah, could just, you know, left. show could have ended right there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least it explains the Black Rock, the ship that crashed in the middle of the jungle that you're introduced to all the way in season one. Mm-hmm. Finally, it's like, well, how did this ship crash here i mean it is kind of cool because then i could be like oh well that's how people got here in the island they crashed on a shipwreck and now they started to a society and i mean it's kind of cool storyline yeah i think with uh you know with the whole black rock stuff and i think rich was only survivor um which which makes me wonder because you know the black smoke he came there like right away and he saved richard but at the same time it makes me wonder like uh you know was his the whole purpose like has the black smoke always killed everybody who gets there because i think at one time they try to say like he was a guardian of the temple or something mm-hmm. so i you know like what does that mean like what was he guarding or you know like why was he killing all these people like you know uh it makes me wonder like was it was he only killing people when they were close to the temple or or you know in in the first season i think the black smoke kills the the pie uh, one of the pilots i believe yeah so it's like, oh, well, were they really close to the temple at that time? Or, you know, because I think there's a whole bunch of episodes where the black smoke doesn't show. So does that mean, like, they're not nowhere near the temple? Like, it's just kind of mysterious because there's, there's probably, like, what, maybe a ton of episodes where the black smoke doesn't even show up. So I just don't know what kind of angle they were working with, you know, at that time with the black smoke because they had so many episodes where he never showed up. Like, you know, you mean tell me, like, he couldn't have snagged somebody <laughs> going to the hatch? Right. But he never goes on the beach either. It doesn't seem like like why wouldn't that was like when we had our special guest on the last episode, like watching the first episode of the show, and it's like why doesn't that monster just come on the beach and kill them all? <laughs> but I guess he was the big picture plan was he was trying to find people like judging their character that would he could manipulate to kill Jacob, you know, and it's that good versus evil struggle like backstory which you know some people like that. Yeah, like like the list that they made. Um, yeah, I really liked, especially the whole list angle, I think, and, like, the flashbacks when Ben tells, uh, I forget those two guys, uh, those two guys, uh, split up, you know, gather intel, you know, I I like, I like how they always circle back to everything and fully explain, like, the whole scenario, what was going on, because I remember rewatching it now, and, uh, I I can't remember the guy's name, the, the, like, that doctor assistant, um. The one that took Charlie, or the one that took Claire. Ethan. Ethan, yeah. And uh, that was, like, random. Like, he's all, I think Charlie comes back, and <laughs> and, and there's Ethan just, like, standing there, like, oh, <laughs> you know, wrong guy, you know. But I guess he was watching them the whole time, ready to take the baby in. And 
I think I think that was Ben's downfall because I think he was obsessed with figuring out like why couldn't uh, pregnant uh, ladies have you know deliver on the island. I think that's what kind of messed him up. I think that's what made people like figure out like uh, maybe Ben's not the true leader because like why is he spending all this time and resources figuring this out? Yeah, he's always manipulating, playing the political game to stay in power. Mm-hmm. Eventually, people catch him on it. And- yeah. He always says like I don't have a plan. Like what, what plan is there? Like no, this guy's always thinking of something to do, and he's like he's like a little rat. Like I remember when I was so younger, I hated Ben so much. Like he was like he was just like a, that guy that like you just couldn't stand. And you know I remember when uh, they had killed his daughter, and I was like, wow, what a like why why did he do that? Like, all he had to do was like give up, but. You know, the, he was so obsessed with the island or whatever, or, or I don't know what he was thinking. Because uh, it was a season, what's the, what episode does she die in? His daughter? Yeah. It's towards the end of season four. Season four, okay. So at that time, you know, he's still obsessed with the island and she dies. But then all of a sudden he's like, oh, this changes everything. Like, what does this change? Like, what does this mean? Like, what's he talking about? All of a sudden the black smoke appears and takes out like the whole unit. So I was like, whoa, like. But Ben can call in the black sm- or yeah the black smoke whenever like it's kind of kind of trippy. Yeah, he's a great heel though. Oh ben, yeah, great character. Heel, great heel wise, guy. he he killed it. He killed it. You know, it's like even when he kills his father and rewatching his story too, that was kind of interesting. Like, uh, uh, you know, he kills his father or he 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 sees his his mother the first time. He sees he sees his mother. And I think uh, he tried to look for her and Richard's like. Uh, uh, not yet, or it's too early, or whatever. Like, I wish I would have found out. Like, w- like was he like regularly just going to visit Richard, or like what was happening? Like, you know, h- how did they build it up? Like, oh, we have to kill these guys. Like, are you cool with killing your dad? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll take him up there. You know, I'll take care of him. But at that time, you know, you get that heart moment uh, with uh, Ben and his dad. Like, oh, it's your birthday today. I'm I'm gonna really remember next time. And I think Ben says like, says, like no, you won't. <laughs> and then he puts the mask on like i would be kind of weirded out like what's the mask for like you going you going somewhere you know and then he tosses that that uh smoke grenade or whatever gas grenade and <laughs> no more dad i guess yeah that's ben's backstory pretty dark and did you notice that little detail too of when ben goes and kills his dad in the van you know eventually like the episode you mentioned season three where they find the van and mm-hmm. drive it in the jungle like they're listening to that song shambhala him and his dad in the 70s when he kills him or whatever mm-hmm. and then they turn the van off turn and then when they start it up it's right where that song takes off you know like little details like that yeah. you know and that's ben's dad that they fight in the jungle roger workman all the beer the beer on the beer run <laughs> but yeah it's kind of a theme of the show man bad dads Look at every character. Oh, you know what? You're right. Oh, they all got geez. daddy issues. Daddy man. issues. You know, Jack, bad dad. Sawyer, bad dad. Dead dad. Jin, bad dad. Ben, bad dad. Claire, I think your dad's <laughs> non-existent, or well, it's actually Christian. Christian, so. yeah. Another bad dad. Kate, bad stepdad. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Blows him up. Um, I think if you go down... So, even one? for Sawyer, for Sawyer, I don't know if that was his dad or if that was maybe, like, his friend's dad with the, with the chicken episode when he has to kill... When he kills the chicken? Uh, Saeed? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they didn't really... Yeah, Saeed isn't clear if he had a bad dad or not. 
So I wonder. Yeah, maybe it was a little hard on him, but yeah. you don't really have the details. Yeah, hard to know. Who, so I guess not them. everybody, everybody. But if you go down the character list, I think. Oh, there's oh, a lot of son, uh, son. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, he did try to kill. Well, in the flash forward, he did try to kill uh, <laughs> Jin. Oh, I, I think I said Jin, but it's really Sun. Sun's dad is bad. Oh, Jin, Jin's dad's a good guy. Yeah, good guy. One That's of the good guys. But he does say he's dead. He he does say he's dead. Right. Later on, no, find out Jin. he's not dead. But yeah, it's, it's one of the themes of the show, man. Bad dads. Yeah, for Jin, they flipped it over. I think uh, it's Jin's good dad, mom's a whore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Had to change it up for Jin. <laughs> change it up makes sense though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so I got a question for you. I just now rewatching it compared to watching for the first time like who's your favorite characters favorite up like generally like favorite seasons Com- has that changed watching it now versus back on your first take so on my first take i believe that was maybe like late season three yeah maybe late season three four um at that time i probably liked uh jack i like jack a lot i hated john i hated john in the beginning which i think was mutual between everybody <laughs> i don't know if they were, there might have been some bias you know some influence on, on hating right. john Everybody i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure yeah jack i really like jack i don't know why i just really liked him in the beginning uh you know i guess in those episodes i guess he's kind of like he's still in charge you know he's like the macho man he's you know everyone listened to him i think that's why i liked him but later on like now my second rewatch I can really see why people hated Jack, you know, because like he was always, I think he was always getting getting in the way, or he always had to be right, or, you know, the, the love triangle between Jack, uh, Cade, and Sawyer, that was so weird too, and uh, <laughs> I think, I think when I think of, I think my favorite on the second time, I would probably have to go. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I, I think Hugo. I, I really liked Hugo. I think I'd probably go with Hugo because just he was so mellow. He didn't want to mess with anybody. You know, his his love of his life died. You know, you could relate to him more. I think because he just wanted. You know, just uh, you felt bad for him because off the island he's so unlucky, but on the island he's like the luckiest guy alive. You know, and it's like okay, I really like him. And towards the end now what episode was it maybe season three maybe he was having these visions of jacob's cabin and everyone everyone kept looking at like whoa whoa whoa! how does hugo know about this like you know uh is he the is he the chosen one like how can how does he know where the cabin is i think ben references it like oh hugo knows where it's at he does i don't know and john at that time was super obsessed with like like how does he know what the cabin is you know and with Ben, that was funny though. When Ben playing those mind games with John in the cabin, uh, <laughs> rocking the chair and shit. Yeah, we just watched that episode. We're at the end of season three. Yeah, John's a sucker though. He buys in all that stuff and his backstory and everything. He'll buy in any sales pitch or whatever. Just sucker. And I think even uh, you know on my first rewatch when we talk about it, I think I, I didn't know that was Man in Black for a long time. Like uh, you know, seeing John. Seeing John come back, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Why couldn't he stay dead? Because <laughs> I remember watching the episode when Ben uh, ties a rope around him, you know? I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, like, well, he, when you gotta go, you gotta go. It's time to end. Right. And then, you know, they bring him back, and I was like, ah, this guy. But you could tell he's so different. Even Ben mentions it, like, with a Ben or, or, or Jack that mentions it, like, you're so different, John. Like, I don't know what is it about you, but, you know, you're different. And I think even you know a little bit before that when ben shoots him in that mass grave 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, you know, he's dead. There we go. And sure enough, he comes back and kills that uh, that radio girl. Naomi. Naomi. Right, he throws a blade right in her back. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, can this guy just stay dead? And sure enough, like, what are the chances he shoots him, like, where his kidney's supposed to be? Oh, he doesn't have one. That's right. Like, what are the chances of that? And Yeah, we just watched that episode, actually. That's where we just left off on our rewatch of, like, Ben turning on Locke and shooting him in the chest you know and he leaves him in that dharma ditch and then i guess it's like the island is saving him too where it can like heal him quicker because he does get shot in the gut and left for dead and then he sees walt grown up walt ghost of walt well he's like aging (laughs) Aging that's why they had to take him off the show because it would make sense because this dude's like going through puberty Mm -hmm. in life and he's gonna look like 10 years older than and he's only been on the island a few months. So I was confused by that. So confused. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of why they took him off the show because okay. it just was he was aging too fast for the storyline mm. of the show. But yeah, and then like Locke comes back and it's just doing his own thing, like killing people and stopping him from getting off the island. And it's like blows up the sub. Yeah. No, he. It's easy to not like Locke, and he's so cocky through all that. Like oh, in man. season three, he's just like doing his own thing, like. Saeed gets so pissed at him throughout the seasons. Like, you'll notice that, like, Saeed hates his ass. He's always, like, just not doing anything. Like, then through 77 episode Mm -hmm. in season three, like, that's hilarious where he's playing chess on the computer (laughs) while his friends are getting in a fight and captured and just comes out like, what's going on? Gets captured. And and then, like, he's walking away, and and I think he mentioned something about, like, there being, like, oh, because Saeed knew that there was C4 there. And John would have known about that if uh, he would have sticked with the gang. Right. And then as soon as they're walking away, that shit blows up. Yeah, he tells them, he's like, how would I know there was C4, or the, the building would blow up if I play this chess game and hit yes. And then he finds C4 in his pack. He's like, oh, I thought you didn't know it had C4. And then, yeah, it's lock on his own little mission. And, you know, but yeah, it's, I guess we'll we'll say who do you hate the most originally versus rewatch. All right, so I hated Ben, and well, I guess uh, I don't know who I hated more the first time, Ben or John. <laughs> like I said, you guys influenced the John hate a lot, yeah, probably. But uh, on the rewatch, uh, there's uh, I think John, man, John just was a dick. He was just terrible. He just wanted to stay on the island. You know, there was there was nothing for him back home. You know, for Jack and all these other guys, there was at least something. But ugh. For for John, he was just he was a bad guy, man. He didn't want nobody to get off the island. But then I I did hate Kate. Kate was one of those two where she would always influence these guys, and so she was so manipulative. Like, you know, come with me. Let's do this. Let's do this. I was like, nah, shut up. Let me do. Let me do me. And she got really jealous with uh with uh what's, it, what's her name? Jack and Juliet. Juliet. She was really jealous. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like the jealousy though. Both I mean. ways, right? Mm-hmm. Juliet with Jack, and then Juliet with Sawyer. They kind of all flip flop, <laughs> flip flop. I, I didn't like it though. You know, we talked about before, and I was a big Juliet fan. And I, and you know, when I started watching, I really liked the whole angle of they they settled down. They're in a Dharma initiative. Like this is like you know home for them, and they all got jobs and whatever. And you know, and I think Sawyer mentions it like, oh, when you guys came back, you guys like ruined it all. Like, we had all nice life set up here, and. You know, I was I was like the, the the big guy on top and whatever. And when uh, when Jack joins, you know, from a doctor to a janitor, <laughs> like it rolls really reversed there. I, I I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like I said, I really liked how they were comfortable living in that island or in the Dharma Initiative. It was really quiet at that time, and you know, Hugo liked it. Jim Jim liked it too. He you know, they all set up in a community. 
And uh, oh, Miles too. Yeah, Miles too. That's that's one of the. I, I like Miles' character. He was good. Yeah, he kind of, he comes off as kind of a dick to start, though. Mm-hmm. Or he's selfish, all about the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have some redeeming qualities as you learn more about him. But he comes off at first as like nobody likes this guy, like Miles, you know. Well, Jop with that grenade in his mouth. Yeah, right away, <laughs> early on. Yeah, no, I, I like some of the freighter stuff from the boat season four. You know, Daniel Faraday and mm-hmm. Miles, Charlotte coming to the island, and I thought Frank, the pilot. Yeah, Frank, Frank Lapidus. He, I feel like you know Frank is underrated. He was just like he was there, but like he just vibed you know yeah. like he just vibed there i think he was playing cards like late season six or something like he's just playing cards just relaxing playing games and uh he he's underrated because you know he the, like the nobody else can pilot it just that plane there in late season six when they're trying to blow it up well he's yeah. the only one that can really get it out of there you yeah. know he's the only one that flies the helicopter yeah just straightforward, no BS kind of dude. It's gonna fly the plane, get everybody out of here. And he just rolls with the punches. Like he gets uh, that one girl, like hits him with the the butt of the rifle, you know. And and then they carry him on the boat or whatever. And it's like he just like <laughs> just there for the ride. Oh, pe- people are always doing that in the show, man. You'll notice that they're just like whacking each other with stuff and knocking each other out, like with oars and. Just all the time, butts of guns, like or like or, or whack with, them on the head with Kate. Uh, oh, what are these with, with the gas mask with uh, Danielle and and uh, Charlotte? Mm. And what are you gonna do with these? And then bah, hit the right in the head, like right. there's like the whole. They're the whole always series. doing that shit. And this is why I want to touch base about um, between Sawyer and Jin. I don't know who got their ass beat the most. Probably Ben. <laughs> he's always getting his ass beat. Well, I, I, that is a true. In the beginning, yeah, they were beating his ass too. But like, I feel like Sawyer, because he first got tortured. Um, I think he got it with Jack a few times. Like he, you know, beating him up. Yeah, he fought Saeed. Uh Fought Saeed. Um <laughs> Fought Jack. Yeah, he's a yeah. Sawyer's been in a fair share of scraps. And in the beginning, then Jin too. He has ass beat by uh, uh by Michael. Like, right? No, Jin kind of beats Michael's ass in season one. He like jumps Michael on the beach for he thought he stole his watch. Yeah, and he he was gonna kill Michael until the like Saeed and Sawyer came over and tackled him. But then he put the the handcuffs on him though, right? Michael put the handcuffs on Jin. Yeah, Yeah, because I felt like I feel like Jin Jin Saeed comes over. Man, I I feel like I feel like Sawyer he got beat up a lot, man. He got beat up a lot. I can't remember every episode, but I feel like he really got beat up a lot. Yeah, I'd say Sawyer. Because even, you know, with that, whatever experiment they did with his heart, you know, psych him out, you know, didn't do anything. But even that was kind of like, ooh. Yeah, I mean, think about Ben. Season ooh. two, he gets tortured by Saeed. Oh, and everybody else that comes in there to punch him, Anna Lucia. Anna Lisa, yeah, John. Then season three, Jack beats his face <laughs> in in the season three finale. Like, he's always just all bloodied up. And then later, I think the next season, season four, he gets in a fight with Kimi, uh-huh. the soldier. Uh-huh. I think season five is when Desmond, Desmond finds him off yeah, the island and beats yeah, the hell yeah, out of him. Yeah, yeah. He's just always, his face is just oh, like man. always. He's always getting beat up. Probably had to put makeup on all the time, the actor for prosthetics for getting beat up all the time. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, and I, and you know, if you really watch, they always like, uh, the sound effects when they do the punches and stuff, it's always so loud. Like, it's, <laughs> I thought that was really funny too. Those real like loud punches that they would, you know, one time with. And I think what was, uh, uh yeah, like Michael too. In, in those beginning episodes, I, I guess with all those people around, there's probably a lot, a lot of tension, you know. 
And uh, you can really tell because I think Jack says, you know, if we don't start acting or, you know, whatever, if we don't start acting together, we're all going to die alone, right? We don't live together. We're going to die alone. Yeah, and, you know, because at that time, if you're, re- if you're watching it for the first time, you can really tell Jack. I don't know if he was, like, given the role, but, like, everyone just kept asking him, like, oh, what do we do next? What do we do now? And you can tell right away he didn't want that position. Like, he's like, no, 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 I'm just trying to, you know, survive. I ain't trying to be no leader, which at that time, I guess somebody had to step up, but they were all looking towards him at that time, what to do next. I think Charlie asked him, you know, like, well, what are we going to do next? And he keeps following him around like a little dog. Yeah, Charlie's always doing that. You notice throughout the seasons, he's like, he gets up in everybody's business. They'll just, like, come up on him through the woods like, Hey, what are you guys doing? You ain't going to take the baby. Yeah, he just comes in there, like, asking all these questions. And he, he, like, expects to know everything or be in the loop. Charlie's kind of annoying, too. People forget that. You know, he's the yeah. big remembered hero for the end of season three. Mm-hmm. But there is heel Charlie in season yeah. two, man. Yeah. Everybody hates him when he's stealing the baby. And the baby. And then he conspires to like kidnap son yeah drag her it's through so the weird. jungle he needs his drugs back like yeah the drugs and yeah. then he kind of like fades away a bit like in season two building the church with echo and then he like season three they slowly build him back up as being more and more redeemable but he does go through that heel phase where everybody kind of hated charlie you forget about that yeah i do you're right you're right because i think uh at that time sawyer was the most hated you know which yeah. which he wanted to be i guess and then, you know, Charlie gets exiled, pretty much. He gets exiled from the island. You know, he's jealous of John. You remember that? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's moving in on Claire. <laughs> moving in on Claire. Yeah. Starts yeah. stealing her baby and gets beat up by John, too. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. I do, yes. Yeah. And then he helps make Locke look like an idiot in the little long con episode. That was hilarious. steals all the guns from him. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, that scene where Jack's like, you gave Sawyer all the guns? And he's like, no. I hid them. Uh, just love that. See, that's a great episode. Too, yes. The long con, Sawyer, Conan, mm-hmm. all the guys. Yeah, that was a great backstory, too. That was like uh, the whole, like, uh, Cassidy's getting the money from her and yeah, doing yeah. the long con backstory. Yeah. yeah. Long yeah. con. It's good stuff, man. We didn't talk about Echo, though. I really liked Echo on my second walk because I think when I started watching it, I think Echo had already died. Probably, you know, and yeah. I think I think I remember that in sixth grade or yeah, whatever grade that was, and we were kind of upset about, about Echo being dead, you know. But I didn't really know too much about him. But on my rewatch, and it's like, dude, this Echo guy, he should have been like the number one dog. Like he's a total badass. You know, he shoots this like in the village. Like he gets the gun, shoots that, uh, you know, whatever the drug lord told him to shoot, and and they take him away he comes back and he's like this you know real ripped guy like this nice guy and uh um yeah that was a really cool backstory for a lot or for uh for echo and you know i think it was funny when he builds his church or he's trying to attempt to build a church or whatever and you know charlie was so lost like what do you mean we're not trying to build a church anymore like yeah. <laughs> we got all this wood and like it's almost built and no 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 it's time for something else he did just kind of ditch Charlie there. He's kind of a dick. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we're done with that, Charlie, but go get my shit. That's what he told him. He's like, go bring my shit here from the hatch. And he's like, oh, no, fuck you. You go get it. And he's like, god damn it. But, yeah, he, he did just, I mean, he's rebuilding the church because they condemned the mm-hmm. Yemi's church in his mm-hmm. flashback. So that this is his whole redemption. He's, like, saving lives for the ones he killed. He's building a church for the one he lost. You know, like when he's trying to be all redeemable and save Sawyer. 
it's because he's you know repenting for the lives he's taken but uh yeah it's badass man. that was a great I, I thought his whole everything about him was great like lock is you know big black guy like strong as was like uh he had like a stick right or like a yeah. what kind of stick did he have was it was like a like a like a knife on it or something no it's just a stick just a stick jeez holy stick, stick man. Man. holy stick that was crazy and he would uh he beats up uh who is he hit with it? I think Sawyer. I think he hit Sawyer yeah, with it, right? Sawyer and Jin and Michael, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was his intro to the show, like when they crashed the Drift episode early season two. That was a hell of an intro. And, full speed. Full yeah. speed just hits him. Oof. Yeah, because, you know, Jin comes running out of the woods, and he's like, Udis, Udis. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell is he saying? And then all of a sudden, Echo comes out and just beats the hell out of him. And you think he's one of the others at first, mm-hmm. but. Which makes yeah. sense, because, like, he's, he's, like, dressed like. Lost his shirt. Yeah, he's just shirtless, dude. Jell jacked up, beats him with a stick. Jacked up. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a great character, man. My favorite, obviously. So yeah, I can see I, the props. I can really see why there was a following behind him. I was like, okay, I was, you know, that whole. Because I think he blows up the airplane, or not even blow it up. I think he sets it on fire, right? Yeah, he sets it on fire. Sets on fire, and then um, doesn't he? Get, he gets visions, right? Yeah. Echo's having dreams. Yeah, Echo gets like these dreams and stuff. What's going on? And well, to, well, there was some other stuff too. Um, you know, he obviously died way too early because his buddy uh, was a Yemen, right? His brother, yeah. Brother, yeah, brother Yemi. Yemi, Yemi. His brother Yemi, and and I I, I hated how he died because like in the beginning, he's you know Yemi's trying to tell him like what's going on, what he needs to do, all this, mm-hmm. and then later that gets like betrayed. Cause that was the man in black and he dies right and i was like i was pissed i was pretty pissed i was like this is some bullshit yeah. like i wish that didn't happen i mean they, they had to write him off the show you know for like the off-camera stuff but like it's still a pretty cool episode where it's like he's being judged and he's not sorry for being judged and then you know like the big holy shit moment you know with yemi like you speak to me as if i were your brother and he just walks away and he's like holy shit you know, like Echo's down there, like confessing mm-hmm. everything and mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, I, I did not ask for the life that I was given, but it was given nonetheless. And with it, I did my best. You know, he's like down there on one knee, giving his heart out to his brother. And yeah, pouring it out. He's really giving it to him. Yeah. Really feeling bad. Because well, I think, same episode, I think he kills those, like, those uh, drug or drug lords in the church, right? With, mm-hmm. with, with that little samurai sword or whatever. And. He, he, like, walks out, like, like you know, he's thinking he's going to be, like, uh, praised. And, like, what did you do? You killed those people in the church? Like, right. we can't go there anymore. Yeah. Oh. You're supposed to be a priest. <laughs> I didn't think about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. The, the, the one thing we're not going to be able to agree on, though, is Juliet. I, I don't get it, man. You and the whole, the lost community, the fan community out there, everybody seems to love Juliet. And I still, I can't figure it out, man. Doesn't her face just bother you watching those episodes? That dumb look on her face all the time. So the first, you know, first watch Juliet, it's like, wow, this girl, she's so smart. You know, she's beautiful. She's with Sawyer, like she seems normal. She's not like Kate, like wild. She's always running, running from a problem or making a problem. You know, this lady's more relaxed, calm down. You know, she knows what she's talking about. Um, she reads a book once in a while. You know, and okay, I like this. You know, casual. But then you have. Uh, yeah, my rewatch, it's like, oh, shit. Like, maybe she wasn't the best of the character because she kind of, uh, like, instigates some problems. She gets involved uh, when Jack tells, uh, you know, Kate to run. And there she is, like, shoots uh, 
I forget who that guy. Pickett. Pickett. She shoots Pickett, and like I thought, this was like a whole three sixty on her, like different character wise, and and because uh, she wanted to go off the island the first time, right, to visit her pregnant uh, daughter, or pregnant uh, sister, and yeah. and then later she keeps flip flopping, like oh she doesn't want to go, she wants to stay with Sawyer, she doesn't want to go. It's like make up your mind. And then Sawyer wants to leave. He wants to start, uh, you know, family or whatever with her. And then, like, they, she changes his mind, like, when they're in the sub. And I'm like, what is she doing? Like, come on now. Like, what's going on here? And, you know, of course, Kate had to get involved, you know. And then here's Kate. All of a sudden, like, oh, causing tra- drama again. So I don't know if that had, like, an influence or whatever. But, yeah, I can see. <laughs> I can see all the weird faces she was doing and, yeah, she always had that dumb look on her face. Whenever something was going on, she was always, like, puzzled. I don't know if she was, like, thinking, you know, or, or what was going on. Um, I think they were trying to make her, like, stone cold. Like, she would kill people, like, kind of badass, like, whatever. But, I I mean, I just, I didn't like or find her character that interesting. Like, her backstory or flashbacks. And apparently a lot of people do. All the Lost Community, I, I'm apparently in the minority, which I didn't think I, or know I was. But yeah, I just don't understand what people like about her. I mean, maybe the fact that you feel bad for her because her sister had cancer mm-hmm. and was dying and she got like taken away, like looped into coming to the island against her will, kind of. And now she can't see her sister or the baby. Like, and then she's just trying to get home. Like, can you sympathize her with her like that way? I guess, maybe. But just everything else about her, there's so many better characters too. You know, I'll, I'll take Kate, Anna Lucia. Um, oh, that's right. I didn't like Anna Lucia. Uh, I hated her. I thought what? she was so bad. She's a great character. She's a I badass. Thought, I thought she was so bad. Like she, you know, she shoots. She shoots Shannon. You know, On accident. Man. I was upset about that. You know, because yeah. I was like, I was like, here's Saeed, You know, like just cool guy, and you know, this random lady. Just you know, trigger happy. You know, any first thing that she saw, she it's shoots. An accident, man. They you just know? got attacked by the others. You know, and she's just being a dick to Saeed, ties him up. You know, because she knows he's gonna kick her ass as soon as he gets un- un- unhinged. Yep. But yeah, sure enough, yeah, I could not stand her. I was kind of happy when she died. I was like, okay, yeah, get rid of that dead waste. Thanks, Michael. Don't you feel bad for her, man? She's no. like, you know, she got shot when she was pregnant ah. off the island, so she's like all defensive it doesn't trust anybody and been attacked by the others for days now they're like others are whispering in the jungle all around her and this lady comes running through and then pop she happens to shoot her on accident you don't feel bad for her at all man? not at all man she was trigger happy i mean uh you know she was like this ro- i feel like she's like a road cop like you know she doesn't play by the rules and uh you know in one of her flashbacks i think She's like arresting, or th- th- that couple were fighting, and she, they dropped that TV, and you know she has her gun out, and and the partner's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Put that, put the gun back, you know? And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, I could tell, it was bad vibes from her. Nah, I wasn't right. feeling it, you know. She was just misunderstood. She was a misunderstood, badass, hot little Latina <laughs> that we just needed more from. You know, I was, I was so sad to see her go. I think what's funny, uh, I think what's funny, is I didn't see Kate really attractive. Um, well, she's on the island, but uh, in the flash forwards, like in, uh, when she's on trial, she looks beautiful. 
like Kate, like I was like, whoa, like this lady's yeah. got it going on. Yeah, she's like, got the glow up off the island. Oh, man. she got that glow up. I was yeah, like, she take a shower. <laughs> what shower that can helps. do to you? Yeah. I, and yeah, she was looking good. She was like, okay, you know, if this lady was on the island, okay, I think I would be more paying attention to Kate, but this is this this flash forward Kate, oof. With the hair done, you know, looking good. She got some clothes on. She doesn't have that that uh, that t-shirt with the with the the chest uh, the pit stains, you know. Like, okay, okay, like this is nice. Right. This is better to look at than uh, sweaty K. <laughs> I didn't like that sweaty K too much. Yeah, we gotta have uh, Vanceline Lily, the actress on the, on this show oh, yeah, interview. Well, we can tell her. <laughs> yeah, let me let me yeah. D, let me DM her. Let me let me let me get her views on uh, what she thought right. of being on an island and all sweaty. That's right, man. This is what happens. You know, we get an hour in or drinking, start talking about Kate, <laughs> get about, everybody going. It's about time those uh, those viewers are like, when are they gonna talk about Kate? Like she was like, you know, like one of the, one of the important characters. Like, eh, eh, she was okay. Yeah, not most people don't seem to be that big of fans of Kate. I mean, she's a good character for the show, but mm-hmm. just yeah, too manipulative, always trying to be involved. And like I said, the second rewatch, I can really tell why I didn't like Kate. Like this lady's causing trouble, and you know, uh, Sawyer Sawyer knew what was going on. And and remember when she tra- when she used uh, when she had sex with uh, with Sawyer in the tent. You know, just to get back at uh, Juliet. Right, like yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> playing the games. And so I caught on what was going on. I was like, did you use me for sex? Like, come on, though. How low can you go? That's right. It doesn't get any lower than that. No, no, no. That was, that was low. <laughs> that was pit low. Yeah. Her, her flashbacks are kind of lame, too. I mean, it's all kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's on the run. run from always the on the run. Like, she doesn't really have much more depth in the flashbacks than that. So well, when she meets are... Jacob, that, that, that was pretty neat. That was pretty cool. I like that one. Like, uh. She gets caught stealing, you know? Yeah, but that's just like a little tidbit, mm-hmm. you know? Some of those flashbacks. That's probably what the season five finale, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, close by. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. A lot, a lot of good topics, a lot of good stuff here. I, I know we have uh, some conflicting views on Juliet and some characters, but I think we're going to bring you back for the uh, episode review. We're going to go through and break down the best and worst episodes and i already know we're going to disagree on a few of those but that's good we got to have some uh different views and opinions here the outside uh, outside perspective of uh you know i can't have uh your sister she kind of has maybe a little bias you know yeah i probably influenced her she knows i'd kick her out if she said this is her favorite episode she said she likes juliet i just back all right get out pack your shit that's it. We can't have it. If you say season five's your favorite season, I'd be like, all right, get out. There, there might be like a perfect balance of, uh, you know, uh, Juliet uh, lovers and haters, and she may tip the scale of uh, of lovers, and then it's gonna, you know, uh, it's gonna unreleas- it's gonna release the the energy, the, the 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 island energy, and you know, they're finally gonna get out. No, you're gonna be on the hot seat, man. When we break down these episodes, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, I like this one," and be like, "What? Are you serious? You like that episode?" Since this was the lowest rated episode, like, how do you like this oh, so yeah. much? You know, I'll hit you with the numbers, all the numbers. <laughs> this is when the show went down, right here. But no, we'll we'll have a good debate, man. It'll be a good episode. We still have to get through our rewatch, and you have to finish up season six. So it'll be a while here, but we'll bring you back. We'll break down best and worst episodes. Best and worst. None of the season finales are bad, but pretty much rank the top season finales, you know, one through six. And uh, 
go from there. I think that'll be the next one. Well, especially, I think, in Season 6, I've noticed a lot. It's, you know, big spoiler alert. How, you know, how it starts and how it ends with Jack's eyes opening and closing, right? Mm-hmm. And in some of the episodes in Season 6, it uh, foreshadows. It sh- I think there's, like, three or four episodes where it shows Jack, like, his eyes opening up. Like, like he's always waking up. Which, you know, kind of hints towards the end of him, you know, dying, I guess. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty cool in season six how they do that. Yeah, it was always a nice touch. Like this show starts with eyes opening and it ends with eyes closing. And same spot in the jungle where he wakes up is where he dies. And with the dog. With the dog, all the little details. Vincent's there and it's the plane leaving at the end, you know. I guess I should have said Vincent wasn't the worst character. I know. That was a hot take the last episode. Who's the worst character? Vincent, by far. Don't never trust a dog on an island. No, can't trust him. Going forward, I think that's what I've learned. Uh, Dog has to be the first one to go. Yeah, can't trust the old Vincent dog. No. Well, man, it's the longest episode we recorded yet, Talking Lost. Best episode so far. Best one so far that we've done. We'll be back to record the best episodes with you, break it all down, get some hot debates, and... You know how we always end this podcast, man. I think we'll do a little cheers. Some cheers. A little cheers here. We'll close it off. We always close with uh we'll see you in another life, brother. Everybody with me, drinks on me. Hey yo, who you came with? Who you leaving with? This my life.